I want you to go back to Walter Smith's house. There's a DVD inside Walter Smith's house that belongs to me. I'm no longer in command. You are going to reassume command until my people arrive to finish the job. You're not going to let anyone go into the house or anything come out. Are you with me so far? I can't do that. You are the famous Jeff Talley. Ten years SWAT. Seven years prime hostage negotiator. You'll figure it out. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the what? The podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 119, and today we are talking about Hostage. Uh, I am Sean Orrid, and joining me tonight is Andrew Knife to the Face Jemison. Hello. <laughs> Again, he's not biting. He's not going. He's never gonna do it. <laughs> oh, it's awful. Um, it's so awkward. <laughs> I love it. Corny combs his beard often. Logan, there's an eighty percent chance that I will make a uh, a beard pun or two. Good, good. Sixty percent. <laughs> Shit, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> that that de-escalated really quickly, right? Like eighty percent, sixty. 40, 30, negative 5. Like, who, who is the mathematician that's just updating that in his ear? Anyway. Uh, and Sam, wow, that escalated quickly vector. I got it. That's exactly what I was going to say back. Nice. you got to be kidding me. Yeah, that, uh, that did kind of escalate very, very quickly. It sure did. All right, so let's pull up yes. a comfy chair and dive into this show. This is, what is this? This is 2005's Hostage with the Bruce Willis and... Um, the Ben Foster who, um, well, no, I'll, Later, well Batman. who, what? Didn't he have some kids and, uh, write a song about some shoes? Okay. That's Ben Foster. Folds. And are you making no, the Ben Foster the kids, Foster the kids. Oh, Foster, Foster the, kids. the kids. Okay. And then yeah. my second Foster joke would be, um, actually I don't have one yet. But... Oh, his mom, Jody. No, that's not, that's not his mom. <laughs> What were you? What was the thing you were making, Sam? Were you trying to make a reference to the fact that it's Ben Affleck? I don't know. Oh, okay. I was just I now was he, just speaking in tongues. Oh, I'm, that, I'm, yeah. That that does happen, um, especially on this podcast. Oh yeah. Hold I think on, I was hold, trying to say Spider Man, not not uh, Batman. That's not even close at all either. There's hold an on. Uncle Ben in Spider Man. Man, I was bending over to my my mixer just now. Because uh, my one of my levels wasn't right, and I and the inmate behind you. No, I freaking pulled oh. something in my neck. Now my neck hurts. <laughs> Jeez, God, you're old. I know. <laughs> Just out of Lord. I need a stretch or something. Um. Anyway, uh. So no, Ben. Ben. For, right, whatever muscles 
that are holding Sean's neck hostage, and we look, look, we can work this out. That's right. Um, no one has to die go. tonight. We can walk away from Calmly, this. Hey, hey, I know you're in control, but let him go. We're going to be fine. Um, no? This, <laughs> thank you, Corey. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate you uh, negotiating on my behalf. Um, yeah, like I said, 2005's uh, with the Bruce Willis and the Ben Foster. I was going to say Ben Foster is actually our um, comic book connection, comic book movie connection. Yeah, um, yes, he is. Because he is... Yeah, the Punisher. No. He's, he's a kid. The Punisher? No, he wasn't he in The Punisher? He was in The Punisher. Was he? Which one are we talking about? The the wacko guy was in The Punisher. Yeah, he's the wacko guy. Yeah. He's in The Punisher? Yeah, he's the... Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the you're face, right. With the face stuff. Yeah, with the face stuff. Yeah, you're right. I wasn't. I, I actually wasn't thinking of that. I was actually thinking of him in his role in X-Men 3, The Last Stand. Mm-hmm. Oh, I try to forget that one. Well, yeah, he plays Angel, so at least he has powers and things. Deemed himself or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, New Angel. Though, of course. Metal legs, that's much cooler. Uh, what? The New Angel has metal wings. Who's the New Angel? Oh, is the in the New, new X Men movie? Apocalypse. Yeah. Oh, neat. Um, I haven't seen it yet, so cool. Uh, and of course, uh, Bruce Willis would also be one because he did uh, Sin City. Um, and then I thought Cam- I thought when this in this opening, uh, I thought I was like, "Am I watching Sin City?" I did too. It's very weird. This intro, <laughs> it, it it has yeah. a very comic book intro kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very strange. Um, it doesn't fit the movie at all. Oh, it really doesn't. Although I do have to say, I really like the um, when they panned out from the guy in the hostage situation. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a, a pretty clever move. Yeah. But the further out you got, the the more you saw what was going on outside the house. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and he and Bruce Willis are buddies because they've done like three movies together, which is kind of funny. Um, he and Kevin Kevin Pollock. Uh, I don't know if there, if there are any other. Uh, Kim Coates, is he in a thing? He seems like somebody who would be a bad guy in something that we've seen, but whatever. Anyway, um, so it's a pretty interesting little cast for a movie that doesn't really have a whole lot of people in it. Um, but if you don't know what movie we're talking about, Hostage, uh, Andrew will have something to say about it. When a family is held hostage, former hostage negotiator Jeff Talley arrives at the scene. However... The tables turn on Tally when his own family is kidnapped, and Tally must decide which is more important, saving a family he doesn't even know or saving his own. Is that really? So is that a essence, read? Where is that from? No, that's a read, yeah. Yeah. I just, in essence, he had to tally up the odds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tally-ho. Um, uh, yeah, so that's what this movie is. It starts off as you just think it's just going to be kind of a simple little hostage movie where you got the bad guys and they've got some people that they want to trade for money or a helicopter or whatever, and then they, they throw it on its ear by making kind of a, a second plot thing happening where Bruce Willis's family gets captured, which, by the way, his daughter is his actual his daughter. That's his actual daughter. That's Rumor Willis. Um, I didn't know if anyone knew that. Which was kind of interesting, but um, supposedly I knew that from uh, seconds, it was awesome. Dancing Did, with the Stars. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Remember Willis was on Dancing with the Stars? She looked nothing like she does in this movie. Oh, yeah. She looked, yeah, very different. She actually looks kind of attractive now. In this movie, she was in that awkward stage. Yeah. She looks more like her mother than Bruce, which is probably a good thing. Bruce. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Uh, so uh, I will do the... Th- what? My name's Bruce. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> My name's Bruce. Sorry. <laughs> oh, nice, nice um, fun memories, Andrew. Thank you. Uh, you So uh, has anyone seen this movie before this viewing? No. Uh, okay. I got a mixing. What? Sam said no. Andrew, did you say yes? I have not, no. Okay. Corny? No. Uh, you haven't either. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in, in all intents and purposes, you have not. Hell no. Um, <laughs> hell no. All right. I have. In fact, I own this on DVD. So this will be what? interesting. Yeah, I own this on DVD. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how we all stand. So, Andrew, uh, your initial thoughts, sir. Okay. Well, going into it, I... You know, I thought this is a movie that's on Netflix that I haven't heard of. It's probably not going to be that great. Um, But I really enjoyed the movie. I thought that this is kind of, I won't say classic action Bruce Willis, but it's getting there. It's close, um, which I enjoyed. Um, It was kind of hard to watch in some places. It was just very uh, graphic, but uh, it was okay. I didn't mind that. It was just, there were some parts that were, I thought, man, this is, they spent a lot of money on uh, blood props in this movie. There was a lot of blood, yeah. A lot of blood splurting. Yeah. Absolutely. Lot, but lot I enjoyed of, it. A lot of squibs being used. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, uh, Corny? Um, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that... Uh, Initial viewing of this, I thought, well, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. But um, as I watched, not going to lie, I actually started to really enjoy this, uh, which which made my afternoon very, very difficult. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, I, I think it's a very good movie. I think it's definitely something that uh, you, you uh, listeners out there should uh, only take in once. Um, you know, without Chad being here, uh, knife to the face just doesn't have the same ring. Yeah, I know. But, you, we, we'll but, text him that man, later. <laughs> I was say, you know, but a knife to the face is not nearly as effective, <laughs> uh, nearly as effective as you think it would be. Yeah. Um. I'll, I'll, maybe we'll. Uh, maybe I'll screenshot that and send it to him just so he gets a, <laughs> he can enjoy that. Uh, Sam. Uh, first time viewing. Um, this is this was a. Uh, I don't want to say a strange movie, um, but. I'm surprised I hadn't seen it before. It's kind of the the type of movies I would seek out and uh, watch. Um, I thought it was well done. I thought the editing was very, very well done in terms of the, the way they added suspense. Um, I know I pretty much jumped in my seat when Creepy Guy jumped out of the shadows with a gun. Um, right. Bruce Willis was taking the, uh, was it the body or the... Yeah, he was whatever. picking up uh, Yeah, Kevin Pollack. Um, yeah, man, that made me jump. And I don't jump very often when I'm watching something at home. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm sure we're going to get to some of the details of the movie. It, And as we both said before, boy, did this escalate quickly. <laughs> yeah, it really um, does. And, and, and at first I was like, man, this, that's kind of a stupid turn. 
you know, I was, I, I was like, oh, really? You know, are, are they going to really go there? But it kind of made it a little bit more fun uh, because of how it kept escalating and escalating and escalating to the point where you've got, you know, Hellraiser uh, burning himself and uh-huh. uh, um, FBI that really aren't FBI or were they? No, I don't think they were. I, 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 think, I, I couldn't. I couldn't make up my mind yeah. whether they were or not. Yeah, but I had a lot of fun with this movie. Um, I don't know if I'd watch it again, but uh, I thought it was it was fairly well done. All right. How about you, Sean? Um, well, I own it, um, so that <laughs> that that might kind of give you an idea of how much I like it. But <clears throat> I saw this in the theater when it came out Whoa. in '05. Yeah, I was living in Wilmington. Um, and a couple of guys were like, hey, let's go watch this violent movie. And I was like, hell yeah, it's got Bruce Willis. Let's go. So um, this was during my phase where I, I consumed everything Bruce Willis movie related. Uh, that sounds mm, weird. Including those uh, no, Bruce Willis Frosted Flakes. Stop it. Um, yeah. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, Brucey Flakes. Ew. <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> um, Wipes off his head and uh, right into the ball. Yeah. This is getting weird. Um <laughs> Welcome to the breakfast, pal. Yeah, exactly. I was trying to find some way to relate it back to Die Hard. I was just my brain was like, oh, now I know how to. Now I know what a what a TV dinner feels like. Um, uh, no, so I I I've seen this several times. Probably I've probably seen it five or six times when I bought it. Um, this was just one of those movies that I, I really liked a lot, and then I probably haven't watched in eight years. Yeah. Um. So now watching it this time. Uh, I still enjoyed it, but uh, I think Andrew said it was it was some kind of hard moments to watch. Man, no crap, dude! Like I had forgotten how violent this movie was uh-huh. for a movie that doesn't again have a lot of characters. You know, it's it's not like a war movie where there's a lot of people that have the opportunity to get hurt or killed. You know, there's there's there are very few people that can be hurt or killed, but they go in kind of horrible ways. Um, and you, you really feel bad for several people. I mean, I feel horrible. Dude, that cop that goes into the gate? Yeah. She, oh. She's a cop in a quiet community, right? I yeah. mean, the most that she probably has to do deal with is like, you know, shoplifters and, and fender benders, right? And all of a sudden it gets a call of a, of, you know, grand theft auto. And then she gets shot in the shoulder and then in the back by, uh, <laughs> What did you call him, Hellraiser? Hellraiser. <laughs> he reminded me of the crow. I don't know why. Yeah. But, oh yeah, I was uh, gonna say uh, the that scene where he's walking through the hallway with the uh, with the fire, with the malt yeah malt of uh, cocktails. Yeah. 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 Oof. Yeah. That that scene is creepy and well done, and it kind of bothers me a little bit. Yeah. Just like just the the pure evil that exists in people, in obviously fantasy world. Um, so uh, the, real the real world has it too. Um, Unfortunately, we found out this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't know if I wanted to mention anything about that in the show or not. Um, but thoughts and prayers. I'll just say that. Um, if you look at the timestamp on this episode, you can figure that out. Um, so anyway, <clears throat> trying to transition away from that, but uh, I I do I like the movie. Um, I, I do like the movie. So it'll be interesting to see though. What things hold up and what things don't after 11 years uh, of, 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 a, of a movie like this. Um, 
a lot of a lot of cop tropes, you know, um, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of a lot of tropes like that. Um, not, not again, not necessarily that there, there's anything bad. I thought it was really weird though that Bruce Willis is just lying on the ground combing his beard. I thought that was weird, but <laughs> whatever. Um, the beard was his. The hair on top was not. Let's just say that. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce has been bald since about '98, so. Uh, but he can pull. Yeah, it actually, when I saw him hair, I was like, "Was is this a flash yeah. forward or?" Yeah. We all love our our bald Bruce. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, like the last movie he had hair that was actually his was like Die Hard Three, and that's when it's oh, mostly yeah. it's like mostly gone at that point anyway. Um, anything after that, it's a wig. It ain't real. Wait, did he have hair in Die Hard? The first one? Yeah, he had black hair. I might hair. have to go back and watch. Yeah, I don't remember that for some reason. Yeah, he has, he has his black hair, yeah. Okay. Um, what'd, you, what'd you call me? Black hair. <laughs> 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 oh, thank you. All buddy. right, all right. Uh, uh, 20, yeah, minute, 20 minutes into the movie, we've already made a racial thing. Uh, <laughs> no, we're, uh, not really. No, so you, to, to Sam's point, yes, this movie escalates super fast. Uh, you got you got these three kids, right? You know, uh, you got the quote unquote leader of the group. You've got leader of the pack. Yeah, broom. You've got, <laughs> okay. What? You've got the brother of the leader who <laughs> is just you talking about. <laughs> it sounds like Damn some kid show. Again. You know, that's the. Don't you remember that old song? No. Hell no. Oh, God, uh, what was I remember it, and I was going to let it fly until you added the vroom vroom. Oh, come on. <laughs> I was going to say uh, the old song or the song that you grew up with in your youth. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, so you got... No, we didn't, we didn't have music back then, remember? Oh, yeah, you did. Music's been around hundreds and hundreds of years. Stop it. You're not that old. Um, back when you know, they hired uh, peasants to play violins. <laughs> court jesters and things like that uh you have the brother who is like the innocent kid who's just kind of caught up in everything who you feel real bad for because he he dies in kind of a horrible and yet strange way he just he got thrown off the balcony of the second floor i kind of feel like most of us would survive that didn't maroney get thrown off like a fifth story building in batman and the dark knight and he, he's walking around with a cane, and yeah, this kid yeah, takes he, it from, you know, <laughs> yeah, two stories. Yeah. yeah. Some people are more fragile. I, I guess. I just... I mean, look at Sean. He just hurt his neck. I know. I hurt my neck <laughs> <laughs> adjusting the sound. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Um, but it just seems strange. Like, I remember when I... The first few times I watched it, I didn't. it didn't bother me. But this time, I was like, you fell 12 feet. Like, shake it off. But... No, he he's landed on his face. Well, okay, like, ouch. Yeah. Um. Anyway, whatever, whatever. Um, well, you've got like you know broken necks and million dollar baby from a chair. Yeah. So I mean, I could see how it could happen. I could too. I just I whatever. It didn't take me out of the movie. It just. No, no. The crow scene took me way out of the movie. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was like, what is happening? Um, uh, what was I going to say? So there's got that, right. And then you've got crazy dude, uh, crazy guy who kind of just enjoys the violence. Um, 
Did Some you guys just like to watch the world burn? Pretty much. Um, did like, you guys see the movie? Speaking of Ben sorry. Foster, I, I just watched Dark Knight yesterday. Sorry. No, that's okay. Nice. Uh, did you guys see the movie Some Panic movie Room? You want, movie you need. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. I love the Panic. Yeah, with Jodie Foster. Yeah, Jodie and, Foster, uh, lazy eyed guy. Uh, it was also got. Ooh, that's mean. It has Kristen Stewart in it also. What, doesn't he have a lazy eye? I don't yeah. think. He, I mean, it, yeah. No, he does. No, you're right. Forrest Whitaker's eyes are a little. Whatever. I mean, but he's, he, He's one of those people that when behind. you talk to him, you don't know which eye to look at him in, you know. <laughs> yeah. He's still a great actor, regardless. He is. He's fantastic. Yeah. If but you've if ever you, seen Last Kick of Scotland. Um, I, I need to see that. If you stand amazing. on his left, oh, he's great. He kind of wakes at you on that side. The other <laughs> side, he, he's, he, you know, he, he's got the crazy on the, on the other side. It is kind of interesting, some people in Hollywood <laughs> who have these... Unique uh, phys- physical attributes and are able to make it in Hollywood. Steve Buscemi <laughs> is a great example. He is an ugly man. I mean, he is an ugly man. Like, yeah. who looked at yeah. that face and said, "Oh yeah, let's put a camera, on, you know, on that guy." But Tom Cruise, <laughs> he's got that tooth that's right in the middle of his face. <laughs> You're like the third person I've heard in the last month that's talked about his. Um, he's still an attractive guy. Not with that tooth. How how can you every now, every time I see him now, I, I have to see the tooth. Well, whatever. Like, it lines up perfectly under his nose. Well, you know he's symmetrical. Yeah. Is it an extra tooth or did it just shift over? I think. And he actually had <laughs> braces, truth be told, to kind of correct all that. So, um, it was one of those top ten Hollywood people that had braces you didn't know about. Kind of a sights. I get bored. Yeah. A lot. So. Uh, anyway, that was that was actually one of my, my work days. Um, where are we going with this? I don't know. Oh, Ben, <laughs> my point was is that with Force, that that movie is the same thing, right? You've got you have the three guys, right? You've got yeah. the leader, Forrest Whitaker. You've got the other guy. He's not innocent, but he doesn't really want to go to the extremes. And then you've got that other guy who always wears a mask, who just had like a that's that's Fred or whatever his name is, Bob or I can't remember his name and. And he was the crazy right, one. He was the violent one. Do what? He's the one that'll put you in the wood chipper. What chipper? What chipper? What chipper? Yeah. <laughs> you shot me in the face. Uh, <laughs> diff- different actor. But anyway, st- st- speaking of Steve Buscemi. Um, <laughs> comes full circle. Comes full circle. In fact, Fargo was in this movie as a movie that he had on his shelf. Yeah. That was one of my notes was like, wow, we've either reviewed or going to review half of his movie selection. <laughs> What a selection! Uh, I'm I know, impressed. Right? Yeah. Um, here's a here's a random little story for you. Corny went with me uh, to uh, back. I don't remember when this was. Back in like oh six or seven. I didn't do yeah. shit. Oh eight. Yeah, it was back in about oh eight. My wife and I bought a Wii. You got no proof. Um, I yeah, I do actually. And uh, we all took a picture. No, we didn't. But you bought weed. Wii, a Wii, a Nintendo Wii. Oh, yeah. We bought okay. a Nintendo Wii, and this guy off of Craigslist, and this guy was like, just come to my house, which I thought was weird, so I brought my six-foot-two black friend to come with me. Because... <laughs> everybody should have one. Because everyone needs yeah, to have amazing. one. <laughs> so, Corny came with us, and I don't remember if you... I don't know if you remember Corny, but like that guy's with the Kevin Pollitt's office. Like, he had all those DVDs. This guy basically was oh, a... Oh, yeah. He, I remember. His basement was completely covered wall to like floor to ceiling in movies. 
He Whoa. easily, and I asked him, I'm like, my gosh, how many movies do you have? And he said, probably about 3,000. Yes. And I said, wow. have you watched them all? And he said, oh, God, no. He said, I've probably only watched a couple of hundred of them. And then Corny and I both kind of have the look of, then why? And he says, <laughs> basically, it's just every time he goes to a store, like a Blockbuster, back when Blockbuster was a thing, and you can get four for 20, he would just buy four movies. Uh. So it was like a hoarder kind of a thing. He just, he had to buy these movies. So he had, I mean, he probably had 3,000 DVDs. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, um, I don't know how we well, got there. He set there, his but... house on fire. I mean, the guy had it coming. Yeah, we set it on fire. Burn it. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, holy crap. So <clears throat> did, okay. you, did you guys notice the... Um, the the bald guy next to Bruce in the opening scene, the the kind of uh, commander guy. Yeah, uh, he's in every military movie ever. I captured some yes. of him talking because I love his voice. Uh, he's in Black Ops Two as the FBI commander. Um, oh, you know what I'm talking about, Corny? Yes, yes, when, I do. When when you're playing in a uh, hardcore, if you kill too many of your own teammate, he says, "Get that dickweed out of my sight." That guy. <laughs> What he said. So I take you killed your own teammates a little too many times. Huh? Right, no, so no, all, because if someone else on my teammate kills team kills people on, on our team, he'll say that. I hear it. You hear it. Oh, I mean, so that's a lot of times these these team kills are because some jackass decides to go in your line of fire. Yeah, yeah. Like you're camping. No, no. Seriously, you'll be camping. Like you'll be established your your location, and you're firing your automatic weapon. And then they'll just run in front of you. And it's like, well, there's nothing I can do about that. Occasionally, though, you'll get like, you haven't seen somebody in a while. And then a guy will come around a corner who's running towards you, which you would think would be a bad guy. And he comes around a corner and you just pop one off. And you're like, <laughs> and you get on your microphone. You're like, sorry, teammate. Um, so I, I, pulled a, I pulled a Sam the other day. And I was oh. actually kind of proud about this. Um, I just assumed Sam would do this. I don't even know if he has. Um, to, to win the game... A teammate of mine was in front of me, <laughs> and the enemy was in front of him. I was like, screw it. I'm going to kill them both. So I, I headshot <laughs> the teammate and then killed the other guy. Nice. Yeah, but, why not? Yeah, that's actually happened to me, too. I was, like, sniping, and sniper bullets, if you have full metal jacket, will go through multiple people um, so you can get a quote-unquote efficiency award. And I killed the guy to win the game, but then my teammate behind him. So it's pretty funny. Anyway, the guy I'm talking about is this guy. Jeff, I'm leaning toward an entry. We know the boy's in his room. If we move now, we got a 100% chance of saving him. We'll give it up on the mine? She's 20% at best. Jeff, we gotta move on the boy. It's the only choice. This one's getting away from him. Shrink wrap, don't talk like I'm not here. Yeah, I like that part too. <laughs> Dude, that whole, <laughs> that whole scenario was intense. Yeah, it really was. And, uh... No, it was outside. It, I mean, it was it, it was, was hot. Emotional. It was beard. Yeah. Never inside a tent ever. With the with the sun and oh my god, oh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. No, no it, one got the intense. Yeah, I'm with you, corny. Yeah, your intense t e n t s. Um, no, but to your point, Sam, you're right. It was an emotional scene, and that's what it's it's a trope, right? A traumatic thing. Mm. Oh yeah, changes the hero. It happens in Cliffhanger. It happens in. Uh, a dozen other movies I can't think of. 
<laughs> you know, like, I mean, heck, even Die Hard, where Al Powell doesn't, he's not a street yeah. cop anymore because he shot a kid. Or, um, or Jurassic Park, when the, the raptor eats the, the worker Wait, at what? the very beginning, they change the lawyers uh, want to get the part validated. So, for the insurance companies. Uh, okay. I'm going to say no on that, but <laughs> to, to the point that I'm Valiant trying to make. Effort. Valiant effort. Yeah. I, I appreciate you trying. I warned you no points. <laughs> and we were now dumber. Oh. It would, it would only have worked as if. See? Maybe. No, hold on. Eh? I'm, I'm not. I'm trying to help you, Sam. Don't don't make noises like it worked for you. Because oh, what don't... you came up with doesn't work. The only way it would work <laughs> is if um, Ian Malcolm, you know, comes back a changed man who is a hardened man who just wants to go back and kill the dinosaurs because it, when he was there the first time, he killed somebody that he cared about. That's the okay. only way that that works. Like, um. He decides to go back to avenge Samuel L. Jackson because they were best friends. That's the only way that works. Okay. All right. Anyway, we've spent way too much time on Jurassic Park, um, as per usual, until <laughs> until we actually do that episode. Yes. And then we'll spend a whole day just making fun of Sam be a trying to defend be... things. <laughs> Well, by the, end anyway. of the, by the end of the episode, Sam will have us all believe that not only was it a sci-fi movie, but it was a time travel movie, a um, uh, a historical piece. And Coming of age movie between teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> a sports, a sports video. <laughs> Corny, what did you just send us? Childbirthing class. And, uh... Well, there was that. Corny, what did you send us into the group me? What, what am I looking at? Oh, is this a is this a meme of Trump? Yes, it is. <laughs> in, in light of uh, Captain America's new affiliation. <laughs> nice, Viva Mexico. I like it. Now I get it. Okay. Um, yeah, that really bothers a lot of people, and it bothers me. I I don't like that at all. That they What's made. That Captain Sorry, I will erase that meme. I, I no, no, not the meme. No, the fact that they made Captain America <laughs> friggin' Hydra. Uh, I think it's. Oh, they're gonna rip kind of shit out. They're, they're gonna, gonna have to. It doesn't yeah, sense. but. At the same time, they still they stepped over the boundary. Yeah, you know, it's like jumping the shark. They well, they've gone to, they nuked the fridge, increase sales, and they certainly did. Well, yeah, I guess it just, but it's it's shock yeah. jock radio is what to? it is. I mean, you just, yeah. it's it's shows like on FX saying shit because they can. You know, it doesn't add to the show. It just oh, they said something different. We better we must go watch this thing. It doesn't. It's not quality. I just, it's whatever. I don't read the comics, so it doesn't really bother, affect me. It obviously bothers me, but it doesn't affect me, but it just seems real dumb. Whatever. Um, I got you. I yeah. got you. All right, I'm done with that soapbox. Uh, so let's talk about this uh, this guy, this hostage situation. Okay. The famous Jeff Talley. What, what do you want to talk about? Well, is this what made him famous? Or oh. what's... what's well, I they, don't quite understand why... He is, I mean, it's Bruce Willis, and this is his movie, mm -hmm. so it has to be him. But I didn't see any indication that he is a famous negotiator. They, the intro I played was the only lines of dialogue that gave him backstory, right? We see the intro yeah. where he is changed, becomes a changed man. But then they say 10 years in SWAT, 
right? So that kind of gives yeah. you his gun proficiency and his ability to fight, right? And then seven years as a negotiator, which that seems like a hard turn, right? You spent ten a negotiator. Yeah, you spent ten years shooting the guy. You know, you're the guy yeah. on the roof with the sniper trying to kill the guy. To now, I'm the guy who's trying to save everybody. Well, yeah. and I would think, I you know, I kind of agree with you there, Sean. Because to be a good negotiator, don't you need like psychological backgrounds and counseling background or something? Kimberly just said waterboarding. Waterboarding. I was like, Wait, who's that? Who's that? <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that was that... one of your sound effects. So. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Does she realize that she just made the show? <laughs> I think she just, I don't know if she's realized she'd made the show or not. Um, um, but, you know, it, it just seemed, I, I don't know. It was a weird character to put together. And he never really showed off his gun skills or his fighting skills. Well, in the end, he goes all, you know, Die hard. Bruce Willis. Yeah, Bruce yeah. Willis with the shotgun and um but 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 in fairness, Ben Foster took out more the bad guys than he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the only really gunfighting thing he did actually is at the very end when he has his hand duct taped to Kevin's head, right? Yeah. And then he he does a little he basically does the you know, gun strapped to the back of his back bit from Die Hard and shoots the bad guys but other than that yeah you're right doesn't really yeah i guess maybe you have to put that line in there to explain the end because he headshots yeah. everyone what? dude oh. yeah you talk oh. about splats yeah oh yeah, wow that, that, that blood splatter was actually i liked it a lot actually um i, I don't know if it's realistic because i've never shot a man um nor going to eventually yeah, let's hope not. but well there's generally more of a pattern <laughs> And it, it it's it depending on where you hit the head. Record this. Record this. Record. Yeah, I'm getting uncomfortable now. Um, <laughs> I mean, watch Dexter and. Oh, know, okay, from Dexter and Breaking Bad and things. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, but I had a thought. Um, yeah. On his him, him being a, Ar- uh, a arterial sniper. hemorrhaging. Yeah. <laughs> and blood spatter will tell you a whole lot about a person yeah. in their life and their eating patterns. Um, the taste. Ew. <laughs> Is that a, is that a cop trope too, where they taste the blood? Hmm. This guy like Taco Bell and weed. Okay. He's fathered four children. Yeah. And apparently watches Jimmy Fallon at night. This is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, no. So the thought I had was with him being um, um, doing the SWAT thing. I wonder, as a negotiator, if you have to take the guy out, he can convince the guy to get to a certain area. Yeah. Yeah, I no, guess. Not, um, I mean, so I could see that being a benefit. You know, hey, you know, we're going to help you, but I need you to come into the living room about five paces from the left window. Can you do that for me? Yeah. Please. Thanks. I, I, I don't know. I, it seems strange, but whatever. You know, I, I that's that part never really bothered me really until we started talking about it now. Um, um, but yeah, th- th- for him to be famous, I mean, I guess. Maybe they just use the wording, oh, you're the famous blah, 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 to give credence to the character because, I mean, I... I, I don't know. I think it, it would have worked better just it's what he did. And, you know, the only reason the kid knew to talk to him was because he saw him on TV. Right. And, you know, just yeah. circumstantial circumstance dictated the situation he was in. Yeah, you could have changed the line too. Kind of yeah. Yeah. 
oh you're yeah. you're you're Jeff Talley. You're the chief of police. Figure it out. You know exactly. You know there's there's other ways to say the line without having to use the word famous because you're right. Famous. I mean, none of us know actual any police negotiators from our city of Charlotte. Um, I assume they have some. I don't well, know. Well, that one but... guy got me the helicopter one time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, to- the, the you mean the toy helicopter at the at the the the, the Lego store that you got? Yeah. Um, uh, no, that's I do fine. know a homicide. Uh, I do know personally a homicide uh, investigator. Uh, is it? Isn't it Billy? Is that Billy's uncle? Zapka? No, Billy. <laughs> oh no, Billy no, no. Like... Don't we have a? Billy has a, a relative that's that. Does he? Yeah, I think so. Maybe I'd forgotten about that. I'm actually talking played about golf with him. But yeah, played golf with him. He's he's a he's a cop. He's a, t- a detective. Oh. We both, Dave, I mean, Corny and I both know Dave, our buddy Dave, who lives in Florida, who was a LAPD. Yeah. So, but that's because we know them. You know what I'm saying? Like, we yeah. know them. It's not because. Yeah, it's, it's not like we follow the news and know exactly who the Charlotte, right. you know, negotiator is. All right. So, whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. movie world. They're all, people are famous and things like that in strange circles. But that's whatever. It's fine. Um, I want to go on a little fun ride with you for this. Uh, you okay. guys, uh, you, especially uh, Corny and Sam, Andrew, I think maybe, you, you haven't been with us the whole 100 episodes plus, but um, uh, as an audio guy and a sound guy that I am, I'm always very cognizant of when audio is weird and, and strange and things don't sound right. And it that stuff really bothers me. Um, so in the scene where Bruce is talking with his wife, and, and his daughter runs out. Her audio, the wife's audio, gets real funny. And and I don't know what happened while they were recording the day of the shoot, but something happened, and they lost that audio, and they had to record in a studio, and the studio did a real bad job. So <laughs> there's the first her first line of dialogue is the natural, what the boom mic picked up, and then the rest is in a studio. And now I've isolated it. Let's see if you can hear it. So here we go, playing along with... Bad audio. Sorry for all the shouting. That's so that's normal. That's natural boom mic. Well, she had to get me to hear her somehow, didn't she? This is getting really, really hard, you know. How different is that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, maybe she just put a pop filter in front of her mouth when she's talking. No, uh, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> Sorry for all the shouting. Well, she had to get me to hear her somehow, didn't she? This is getting really, really hard, you know. I just wish wow. you would talk to me. How am I not talking to you? I'm talking to you right now. It would be nice to know what you're thinking. I'm thinking that I'm a half hour late for work. Like, it's so... That's really bad lines, it's, though. It is bad dialogue, but... Um, and I actually kind of like Bruce Willis's lines, to be told, because they're kind of flippant, like, whatever. <laughs> Our marriage is crumbling, and I'm 30 minutes late to work, even though I'm the police chief. But, yeah, please be pissed. But the, it's so bad because... His audio sounds natural, right? It's the boom mic picking up his, the, his, his voice in the room. You can hear it reflecting off of the surfaces of the counter and the whatever. And you hear what we call world noise in the car driving by and stuff. But then when she talks, it's super queer, quiet. Queer? That came out strange. Super quiet. <laughs> yeah. Super quiet. Um, and so anyway, that stuff bothers the hell out of me. It always does. Um, it, that that stuff takes me out of a movie immediately because then I just go, oh, come on, movie, you you have a big budget, just anyway. 
But, you know, I understand. I, I worked on film sets. Stuff happens. Maybe something happened on her, her the recording of her audio. I don't know. But Sometimes booms go under horses. That's right. Yeah. It's a thing, too. You um, know what really bothers me about movies that takes me out? Are you, is this actually real, or are you going to make fun of me? The movie part. No. No. When um, I know that houses, houses aren't built that way, and that there's not secret passageways that could fit uh, oh. small adults. Yeah, uh, between walls and but don't you wish it were real? <laughs> yeah, you have to pay a lot of money for something like that, and then not to have it finished space is just dumb. Well, yeah, because it's, it's a waste just, of space. Like you, you it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. you, you, you're eliminating floor space and real estate that yeah. could be used. But how freaking well, like, cool would it be to have a house like that? Well, you know, like palaces in uh, Europe are. There are some like uh, what's I'm trying to think of one that I've been to. Uh, Schwanstein has a few. Well, yeah, Schwanstein, and then there's a there's a the, well the place in Potsdam where they uh, signed the Versailles. Uh, yeah, no, not Versailles. Oh. That's not Potsdam. That's that's France. Sorry. Well, anyway, there's it's like the only castle I, or building large building I know of. Dumb American, I'm sure it is in Versailles as well, but th- there are passageways where the you know servants and the help yeah. would walk but in normal architecture no you're not right <laughs> i mean you're right it, it doesn't exist was it battlesburg maybe yeah. yeah um no you're right sam you're 100 right but that doesn't mean that when i'm watching that i'm going yeah if i was him as a kid i would have been doing that i would oh, yeah, have... well, i mean there's a reason why i made a quote unquote secret room at my my previous residence right um you know, with the, the moving shelf right. or the moving uh, bookshelf, you know, because it is cool. But in all practicality, those things don't exist. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah, you're right. But it adds to the movie. And I thought it was cool. And it showed how clever the kid is. He's the most interesting character in the movie. The kid, yeah, I think he he actually acted OK for a yeah. kid actor. Um, and he could have saved everybody by pulling the trigger when that guy when he had the gun on the the crazy guy. Yeah. Think of all the lives he would have saved. Let's but let's also think about how awful that would have been for poor kid. Yeah. He's in Oh, that's where I know him from. Oh, he is young Kirk in the new Star yeah. Trek movie. Cameron? No, Star Trek <laughs> Captain <Yes>. Kirk. <laughs> Kirk Cameron, you dumbass. <laughs> He's the new Kirk. That's He's Dumas. the kid that uh, steals the um, yes, yeah, Dumas. He steals the uh, the Corvette, and um, Corny, oh, nice. <laughs> stop it. Um, I love that. <laughs> um, he, he's the one that steals the uh, the Corvette and then throws it off of the whatever, and then he's like, "Is there a problem, officer? Citizen, what is your name? James Tiberius Kirk. Anyway, that's him. That's great." And for him, oh, good for him. um, well, that, that means that he's our Star Trek connection. Yeah. Did what you say, yeah. Sam? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Uh, same universe. What? Same universe. What universe? This hostage movie and uh, the Star Trek. I mean, technically, yeah. He would just right. years and years and years and years in the future. Yeah. And he's only aged. Five years. Yeah, he ages really well, doesn't he? <laughs> um, he was in Kingdom Hearts 2. In Kingdom Hearts 1. Anyway. Is that a 
video game? Yes, it is. But I love that video game a lot. Um, anyway, cool. There's our Star Trek connection. That makes me happy. Um, so, as I'm wa- when I watched the movie the first time, I remember looking at the daughter, thinking, she's too young to be... Like I was always, yeah, I was always like, is she too young for this? And I was trying to do the math. She's born in 87. Yeah, that makes her, what? So So she would have been, she would have been 17. Would have been 17. Right. Am I right? Yeah. 2005. uh, Yeah. 17. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I just, it always kind of made me uncomfortable a little bit um, watching this because it was like, and for some reason she looks younger than 17. Uh-huh. Even though when she's dressed the way she's dressed, she kind of looks like she could be like 15. And I always yeah. was kind of uncomfortable looking at her. Um, and that I'm not just saying that as now a parent of a daughter, but even in 2005 when I was a idiot 23-year-old, I was like, oh, she that seems uncomfortable. You look at her now, and she's great looking because she's older, and and I can say that now, um, without it being awkward and weird. Uh, but anyway, uh, but she was typical teenager. You know, I got to rebel, and I want to wear this, and whatever. And then all of a sudden, creepy Ben Foster likes your shirt. Oh, I better cover up now because. <laughs> like that's what your dad's trying to protect you from. Maybe you should listen to your parents. So that's a PSA for any of you kids out there who are under the age of twenty. Listen to your folks. They actually know what they're talking about. They actually do. No, no, they they don't. Yes, they do. You might not. I'm just teasing. Every um, every movie <laughs> displays the fact that kids are yeah way smarter than their parents. Let's that that's that. actually true. If there's a movie that features children as the heroes, then the adults are stupid. The exception, yeah. Harry Potter. That's mm-hmm. the exception. Yeah. Um, but even mu- then, there are a few stupid adults. You're right, but for the most part, the, the majority of the adults are good-natured and intelligent people who listen to... It's not like, oh, you're just a child, you don't know what you're talking about. That happens all the time in movies. Dad, there's a horrible thing over there. Oh, you're just a kid. I'm not going to ignore you. Oh, look, you're right. I'm sorry. You know, like How to Train Your Dragon and Home Alone and uh, Star Wars. I don't know. Um, and Last Weekend with My Son. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, that happens all the time. I mean, basically like every Disney movie ever, right? Because usually yeah. the main character is a 16, 17-year-old girl who has daddy issues. Um, I keep giving Sarah grief because she's like, I can't wait for Daphne to grow up and we can watch The Little Mermaid. And I said, yes, so no. she'll learn the lesson of in order to get a man, you must change everything about yourself. And she's like, that's not what the movie is about. And I said, that's yes, exactly hell what it is. The hell it ain't. <laughs> that's what the movie says. I just um, played in the uh, musical actually like a month ago of The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the topic of it. Yeah, it's what it's about. I mean, it's kind of like that, you know. Oh, well, then we can, you know, she can grow up and be like Frozen. Oh, yeah, where you run away from your problems and let all your people die. With and then gain horrible parents and take over the world. Right. Horrible parenting. Yeah. Horrible, horrible, horrible. So what you're saying is, stop saying so. Every time you say so, it's the wrong thing. <laughs> Conceal, don't feel? No. Uh, yeah. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, 
So back to this movie. Um, I do have a question. Yes, please. And, and maybe since you've seen it so many times, I'm confused as the two DVDs. Mm-hmm. The kid. I mean, obviously both are the heaven. Is it heaven? Can heaven Kenley, can wait. Can't wait. Heaven can wait. Right. So mm-hmm. one of is it one of these DVDs is the data. Yeah. Okay, but but how does he know which one? He and does. eventually, when FBI guy picks it up before getting gangbanged from both sides. Ooh. What? I think he got. Are you sure you watched the right film? No, he got lit on fire. <laughs> yeah, from from behind, and then Brucey That's shot him. Oh, said. you're right. Yeah, Bruce like, did shoot the hell out of him yeah. from the other side. Yeah, yeah. I think, just, I think we just had to R rate this one. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, yet. I might have to put the. Uh, <laughs> I need an adult. The rating thing. <laughs> but he only picked up one DVD. So was the one that Brucey had still had? Was that? No, he threw both he threw both copies down because Bruce didn't know which one he needed. He just knew he needed Heaven Can Wait. When you when you have a chance, he the FBI guy picked up only one of them. So he picked up one, and it was the right one. Are you sure? Yes, because he, he opened. Know? Yes, he opened it, and it's clearly a burned disc. He opened it and looked. It's obviously the house was on fire. Well, yeah, but it's a burned disc, and he closes it and he puts <laughs> it in his because of the fire. Right. I get it, nice one. Um, <laughs> Oh no! Oh, I didn't mean burn this like that. No. <laughs> oh. It would you later be burn. a burned disc. Yeah, it would later yeah. be burned because the other one okay, would have I been. Just, that was my one point. That 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 kind of took me out. Other than the the Hellraiser thing right after that. Right. But just, I was like, did he pick up the right one? You know, why did he not choose both of them? And and then how was Bruce running around with both in his back pocket? So, it was weird. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, my what? other question. Okay. Was was the guy from Usual Suspects, Kevin? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Was he in on the last bit? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, so he he was pal pal with Brucey because of they talked about family, I guess. I I think what the only thing that would I would I could see that would make sense would be, and by the way, I'm gonna interject my story with a story of my own, which that. This movie does a thing that I hate, and I've, I've complained about it on this show a bunch of times. When the TV, when the camera shows a character doing something out of normal, out of their normal character, to get us to think that they're gonna do something else, you know, like in real life we don't do that, you know, yeah. in real life we don't pull up next to the bank and then look at it and make the evil eyes and then just go in and yeah, cash yeah, a yeah. check. You don't do that. Yeah. You just. <laughs> go in and cash your check. So Depends when on if don't, you, tell, uh, don't tell me how to live. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Shut your faces. But <laughs> in this movie, Kevin Pox is talking to him and he looks down and sees the gun and he's got that look and 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 you're going to think he's going to double cross him because as soon as he cuts him loose, he's like, "He's seen my face. You got to shoot this guy." And then he pulls the gun out and then shoots the bad guy. So, I it bothers me. So back to the point Sam that you made or the question that you had is yeah. is he in on it? The only thing that makes sense to me is that Bruce is saying to him, hey, these guys are going to kill us, right? Because no matter what, no matter what happens, right? Once they get the data back that they need, he is no longer valuable. Right. They're going to they're going to kill my family. Right. And they're probably going to kill you because you put you allowed yourself to be put into this compromising situation. And now people know who you are, whether or not. 
and there might be an investigation and things like yeah. that. So the only way we can get away from this is if we kill all of these guys. And so he gives him his gun with the, the, band, the rubber bands around the handle. Um, and then he shoots the guy in the head, right? And he also yep. probably has leverage. He's like, I saved your family. I saved your children, you know? So he might have that. He felt like he owed him. Now, here's yeah. my problem, Sam. This, okay. is, this is, and Corny, of course, to Corny and Andrew, this is my biggest problem with the entire movie. And it's the end. So they kill the, the team, right? They kill the yep. bad guys. And um, one of the bad guys, the guy who they call him the Watchman, because all you see is his watch, yeah. uh, who is the main guy. His name is Kim Coates. He is a great sure. character actor. Um, he was in the water. He was in Waterworld. He was the paper guy. Paper. Have you ever seen Paper? Have you ever seen that movie? Uh, he was in Pearl Harbor. He was just a guy who yelled a lot. Um, he's a, he's a character actor, right? He's in, he's been in 150 different things, 133 different things. Um, and he's always just this, this dude. Anyway, he's, he's, he's a, just a good character actor. My point is, is that once you kill that team, those men on the phone, the shadowy figures on the phone, they're going to call looking for their team, right? Yeah. And then. When they don't answer, they're going to send another team to find them, and they're going to go to this place, and there's going to be a bunch of dead people, but Bruce Willis yeah. isn't there, or Kevin Pollack. So they're going to go, hmm, hmm. they are still yeah. alive, and they know things, especially the accountant. He knows things, right? Yep. So my then question... Hostage 2 comes. That was my exact question I wrote down. Was that meant to set up a sequel? Uh, there's nothing I in mind seeing that sequel actually. There's nothing in the trivia about it, and this movie didn't make yeah. enough money, so that's probably yeah. why it never happened. But it, I, I but, but is, does it is it a, is it a good move on a movie, uh, especially a first one in any kind of series, to expect the audience to want a sequel? I'm trying to think of any movie in my mind that automatically sets up a sequel if it's not a Hunger Games or you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe Back to the Future? I don't know. Um, um, possibly. But well, I mean, all those were kind of filmed at the same time. Or I know the second and third were. Right. Well, yeah. I think, to Sam's point, was like, and I think Back to the Future actually might have been an intentional yeah. to do a trilogy the whole time. But an you, unproven you, but, franchise... But yeah, what what movies do you think out there that that, that made of the first one? I honestly, I'm thinking of oh, movies great. like Fast and the Furious. Did they expect to make a billion dollar franchise out of that? Yeah, probably, probably not. not. Good lord! And if you go back and watch the first two movies, the, especially that second movie, yeah, the second one's terrible. It really is. Yes, terrible. the first one's not very good either. But at least it had a cool muscle car in it and Vin Diesel. Um, but. Uh, but this movie didn't make a whole lot of money. Uh, in fact, it lost money. Um, but I think that was a bad move on their part, too, because I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, okay, well, he's, he's out of the danger for now, but well, and the, at, at the extent of this organization is not just in that room. Well, you're right. That's the thing. Yeah, you haven't cut off the head. It's not like, I mean, this is Jason Bourne. All you've done is kill the guys that's come after you. You haven't killed anything. And the funny thing is, is that I owned this movie and then seen it seven times. And this was the first viewing. I thought, were they trying to set up a sequel? 
I, I, I never thought about that until this time. So we know for sure they had other people that would have come out. Well, they were calling. They, there was people on the phone. Yeah, you had like hooded black figure, um, not black figure, but like shadowy old white guy. Guy in the shadows, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, we got a problem. And then the other guy says, what about the accountant? He knows his place in the food chain. We need to get the desk. And then he's like, I'll take care of it. So like there are these League of Shadow people, right, floating around. Um, maybe that was just their team, and maybe they don't have an expansive network. I mean, maybe not, but I mean, yeah. if they have the, the resources to fake an FBI team, a FBI SWAT team, it seems like... And they, and this accountant was obviously making bank. Oh, he had, yeah, he had this. two... He had, what, four million in cash in the house? Plus that beautiful house with the ridiculous... Yeah, in the, yeah, in the ridiculous um, security with, uh, you know... you know, Didn't mean anything. Mazes yeah. in the... Uh, yeah, that was the worst security fence ever in terms of... I was talking about the cameras. Hey, man, there's someone in your... Someone is in your house. Well, the point that I made was... Actually, it's my... What we learned is that you should always lock your door behind a locked door. And, and, I, and you laugh, but... I, Sarah and I, my wife and I, we, we watched an episode of Criminal Minds that actually really affected us. Um, uh, Tim Curry, Sam, your favorite actor, Tim Curry. Oh, God, that's the kid in the van, right? Yeah. He have a van? Yeah. Oh, well, he kidnaps, the, not only does he kidnap this kid, but his car gets messed up, so he has to steal another car. So he, um, he has one of those devices that can scam, scan your frequency to your garage door and open your garage door. So he opens a random house's garage door and then just walks into the house because who locks a door behind a locked door? Then he grabs the keys, which everybody keeps their keys next to the garage door door, and then he steals the vehicle, right? And ever since that I episode... I keep my keys in my cold, dead hands. Nice. Mine are on a hook <laughs> next to the door. Um, yeah. but ever since then, I always Wait, lock the garage. To the left or to the right of the door when you walk in? To the right. To the right. Okay. I don't. I don't know how does that matter. I mean, you walk in. If you don't see them, then that's your fault. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, not hiding oh, uh -oh. them. But my point is, is ever since that episode, we lock our garage door. When when uh -huh. we are going yeah. to bed, I I lock the deadbolt to the garage door, because that ever since that episode, it has freaked me the hell out. We are also kind of in the paranoid that we have the house locked when we're home. I take yeah. the dog out. As soon as we come back in, I lock the deadbolt and the, and the knob. That's just us, though. You, have you ever, you never lived in the country, though, did you? In the country? Define yeah. country. Uh, like, my parents' house. No. No. Uh, okay. No. No. Because right. um, you live in the country long enough, it's... You get locked out and you're having to survive out in the wilderness for five days before anybody finds you. You got a pretty mouth, boy. Exactly. Well, that's when you take a brick to the window. Not See, I lived in the hood. That was not an option. <laughs> well, but, but to Sam's point, if you lock yourself out and your options are either wait five days for someone maybe to come by and rescue you or put a brick through the window, I'm putting a brick through the window. Listen, listen, you break your, your, your mama's window... And you're getting your your you're getting a whooping. That's fine, but at least you're not <laughs> dead from exposure. 
<laughs> no, no, no. My, You're dead my, from the whooping. No, my my Have parents. You, my, you don't you don't understand the whooping you'd get for breaking a window. Again, if your options are dying of exposure <laughs> or getting a whooping from your parents, now I guess the whooping would only come with depending on why did you lock yourself out of the house. Well, I was going out with my friends and then I forgot the keys and I wasn't supposed to leave the house. What's What's worse is when your mom's inside the house. Then you knock on the door. What is wrong with you? Oh, that's her. Try to throw a brick through the window while she's in that house. Well, then that's a whooping. Now now we're in a different uh, area. That I can understand because if she's locked you out of the house, you deserve to be locked out of that house. I'm going to point out a couple things. Uh, Sean, you you, you came in with a reason uh, as to why you broke a window. I'm not going to go into detail of my childhood, but uh, I once got a whooping because someone else in the house broke a lamp and I wasn't even home. I was in middle school playing basketball. I can't drive. My school's 20 miles away. How the hell am I going to be one of the people who broke a lamp? But you know what? I'm getting one of you. I'm getting all of you. So, no, there was no reason why you could have done anything in my house, including break a window. Go go, go to the neighbor's house and wait till I get home. <laughs> that would have been the answer. There's no My parents, you know, go live in the woods. Yeah, again, in, this, days. in this bizarre scenario that Sam has concocted, I don't even know how we got to this point. Um, but again, see, here's, this is a true story. When my parents were younger, um, and newly, newly married with a infant child, me in their house in Mount Airy, they went outside for whatever reason and locked the house. You have the keys? No. Do you have the keys? No. And I'm in the house in a locked house. And this was long before cell phones and they had two options. We can either go to the neighbor and have them call to have a locksmith come out and blah, 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 blah. Or we put a brick through the window so we can get to our kid. And that's what they did. Um, and then you pay to have the window fixed, whatever. But how did we get here? I don't know. I was once locked out of my grandparents' house and climbed up to the second floor balcony to get in. Were we talking oh, no, about no. the security house on the... the yes, house, we were. House yeah. security <laughs> in the... Thanks, Andrew. You're welcome. Um, you're talking- I was uh, I was talking about how how the uh, SWAT team just swung through the metal gates on the windows. Yeah. I mean, this is a really well, they, serious security system. They here. they blew them right. Then they have like C four. They had that little blinky light thing. I guess that was. I a think bomb. I remember seeing a guy going through them. Yeah, yeah he just to, I have to go back and see it again. But yeah. Oh, I thought I they know all... they did downstairs, but upstairs I think I saw rope. I, yeah, they they roped, they repelled in, but I thought they had there was a because because the the force that they came in, it. Okay, I'll put it to you this way: whether or not the movie made us believe that they kicked the metal in, but there was an explosive thing happening, right? Like, yeah. like the movie itself, the the scene had them put compressed air and they blew in the plastic, which was supposed to be the metal grating, and then the glass so that when the actor ropes in, they're not actually kicking Uh, anything. But I always was led to believe that they had done those little detonators on everything, right? Because there was one window, the boys' window room, right? Mm -hmm. Uh You see them rope down and then they put a thing and then they lean over and they boop and and then they climb in. So... Um, but if you're, uh, yeah, if you're saying he kicked one in, I missed it. Then that's, that's, that sucks. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, but to your point, somebody about them repelling that, that house, if that's real and you have that big rock, like 
we could all be assholes and go up to the to the top of that rock and then just drop on the house. Yeah, or 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 drop other rocks or cans <laughs> of paint or you know whatever. Small children. Yeah. <laughs> Not do that, but <laughs> but maybe like 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 baloney. You know, and then it sticks to the glass, and then oh it, yeah, some eggs. Yeah, like they're yeah, we, we could really help up this house. So especially this rich guy who's who's kind of a uh, he flaunts a little bit of his his wealth. Um, oh, that's that that was how we got there. It was a locked door behind a locked door. That's how we got there. There you go. Is my yeah. point was is that. But anyway, you live in the country long enough, and you you don't lock doors. You well, I've never lived in the country, and he, I guess he kind of was in the country, but yeah. I don't live in the country. I live in I live in Lowell, but I mean it's I live in a city and I live in a neighborhood that has like seven police officers in it. I mean, there are there are probably more cops in my neighborhood now than there are on the police force in Lowell. Nice. Cuz a lot of them work for other, you know, municipalities in the area. Um, but that still doesn't mean that the doors aren't all locked and whatever. That's just that's just the way we have always done. I know things. every time I try to come in, it's always locked. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Corny, when you used to come here to record, you would have you would text me, "Hey, I'm here," and I would go down and unlock the door, and then we would lock it back. I mean, in fact, the one day I almost shot Corny was he came into the house when it wasn't <laughs> when it was unlocked, and he just walked into the house, and all of a sudden there's a person in my house, and I didn't know that, so I go and grab my 22 and turn red, and then Corny hears me chamber of the round you know and he goes dude it's me it's me it's me I'm like oh okay i'll put the gun away <laughs> actually now that i think about it that would be the third time a gun has been caught no no one two three four good lord five, dude five times technically six We're, yeah six times a gun has been used or chambered uh for my presence now are the other five times because of a a joke or b like or any of them as a joke? What the hell kind of joke is that? <laughs> it's a horrible joke. Well, I'm just asking. You know, oh. I don't know what kind of friends um, you have outside of us. I guess I, I guess we're you do this. live um, in Shelby. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> two of the times uh, I won't go into detail, but uh, there was a buddy of mine um, that decided that he was going to um, sell the ganja. And I went with him to be his luck, uh, his lookout. Okay, it's technically, lucky. here's lucky's his, charm. <laughs> his lookout. And so uh, one of the times, um, he told me that I didn't realize what was going on exactly, but I kind of knew when he said, "Hey, park the car, get in the driver's seat, and put it in the getaway position." Uh, I said, "Okay." So I did, because you know that's the thing you do. And then um, I don't know, maybe seven, eight minutes later, he comes right out of the house saying, "Go, go, 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 go." And uh, I roll the window down. He jumps in. Uh, all I do is hazard, and we take off down the road. And the guy comes up and starts firing in the air. So I was like, "What the hell just happened?" Um, it was after another dispute, not on his, not on his end. And then the second time uh, was <laughs> when um, I was hanging out with him. Uh, we hang out in a not, not the greatest neighborhood. Are, but, are you uh, confessing just... to felonies on our podcast? Because maybe we should no, stop. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I did nothing. I, I, I mean, nothing. <laughs> I'm being this is recorded, you know. Yeah. yeah. I saw everything. Um, the second time was another deal going uh, going down, and uh, we just happened to be in my side of it, and the guy lost his mind and pulled out a gun and started shooting at us. Um, we were very, very far away, and we had, uh, let's see, that was number two. Number three. Okay, we don't need to go through all of them. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, I believe so, you. So, so the point is, is that corny? You, you. That's scary. I'm a gun magnet. You're, that's what you're, I am. You're just like a rack magnet for random gunfire. Um, bad boys one. Uh, every day. And in yeah. complete fairness to me, though, a stranger walked into my house, and I didn't know that because, again, if you've been to my house, which most of our listeners haven't, um, the the up or the have they? they I hope not. The stairs <laughs> like they go down, and then there's a landing, and then 90 degrees or 180 degrees, and then they go down the other way. So there, I have no line of sight. Yeah. Um, all I heard was door opening and then footsteps. So that was no line of sight. It wasn't like, hey, that's corny. This will be him. funny. No, I wouldn't do that. Not with a loaded <laughs> gun. Um, anyway, let's get away from 22, that. 22, I mean, that was the, what's the worst that could have happened. And 22 could still hurt a lot and kill you. So You shot me. That hurt. Who throws, I mean, who throws not a like shot? a lot, but it hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Here's, anyway, we're not going to go there. Um, I got some more <laughs> uh, clips. Do we, do we have any more complaints about the movie before I do some clips? I have one. Yes, please. One yeah. final. Yeah? I knew that Dennis, the character Dennis, was going to die with the moment I saw him on screen. Yeah? Because John Tucker <laughs> must die. John Tucker must die. <laughs> Which one was Dennis? He was nice. the main kid. Yeah. I thought he wasn't he in the black Donnellys or the black Irish thing. I like that show. Uh, it was only on for like five episodes. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Tommy Donnelly. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, How the hell did you pull that out of here? Whatever. I don't, I don't care anymore. I don't <laughs> he I was don't in love. I don't believe in Sam. He's, he's been in a bunch of <laughs> stuff. Be amazed at some of the things that stick in this brain. He. <laughs> no, I'm more the yeah. more impressed with things that come out of your ass. <laughs> I, I, he's able to pull that out of his butt that that guy was on a, a, a short lived series, but big name actors he gets wrong weekly, which is always interesting to me. Yeah, because when you say something, yeah. I'm like, I can't tell if he's joking or being serious right now. <laughs> um, all right, Keep so, guessing. uh, uh, so. This this thing happened, right? So this, when he hits the button that turns on the the security system, I don't know if you guys have ever noticed this, but ever since Empire Strikes Back, whenever machinery is turned on, there is a noise that is made, mm-hmm. and um, I, I it's a little it's kind of hard to hear because there's beeping happening because the system is being activated. But let's see if we can hear it, and then we'll mention talk about it. Do you hear it? If you can ignore the beep, it's uh, the Terminator walking. Uh, what? Yeah, the, the beeping. No, the uh, the, the sound. sound. All right, yeah. I'm gonna play it one more time. It's that hey yeah that thing. It's like mm-hmm. it's like they're singing hey yeah. Have you ever noticed that, or is that just a thing because I'm do audio? Has everybody no, ever noticed that before? No. I've really noticed it. No. It, it kind of makes crazy. me want to hear. Um, really makes me want to find this thing now, real quick, because um, I hear it all the time. Like anytime there's um, that same clip. No, no, no. Anytime there's, um, yeah, yeah. It's like the Wilhelm screen of machinery. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, I, I yeah. hear that in movies all the time. Oh well, okay. Well, then why is nobody else? Uh, okay. Um, it was. It was certainly in the. Uh, in the well, one, two, and three, 
mainly of uh, Star Wars, of uh, mainly the second one, when they're building the droids. I think I, there's yeah, I think there somewhere. How would I find this thing? Empire Strikes Back. What would you call that? Um, carbonite, carbon freeze. Let's see. It's it's this thing here. All right. I wouldn't be in okay. a ridiculous position. Now remember, Chewbacca. There, did you hear it there? Yeah, it's like out of a mechanic shop when they're when they're ratcheting a car or something. Yeah. 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 Every movie ever. Well, not even that. It's that. It's the hey yeah. It's what it sounds like to me. Sorry for the noise. It sounds like. Come on. That, mm-hmm. Not the shh part, but the part right before it. Yeah. Every machine movie ever yep. has that noise. And so it's like, the, again, it's the Wilhelm scream of machine noises for me. And okay. so I whenever I hear it, uh, whenever I hear it, I'm like, ah, there's a noise. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was a long way to get there, but I appreciate the journey. Um, All right. Uh, some more clips I'm going to play real quick so we can uh, wrap this puppy up. Uh, this was funny. Uh, I lost the volume. What happened? Oh. I got to turn the volume back up. Oh, man, I'm on my game A game tonight. Here we go. Rich people. That was funny. I don't know if you can hear him what he said, but you know, rich people. Um, <laughs> I forgot what this was. It just says I something about DVDs. Time, actually. I just changed rich to another term. Oh, yeah. It's usually white people. No, tall. Come on, dude. Be racist. That's what I say. White people. Okay. Um, <laughs> this, what do you mean? This was like a really intense scene, but I actually kind of laughed out loud. Go ahead. Kill my family. Kill me. Before you do, I'm going to get in Smith's house. I'm going to box up all that dead mother DVDs, and you and the feds can bid on them on eBay. How's that smart? <laughs> Technically, the feds won't put it up for us. We still need each other, don't we? Yeah. I guess we do. Yeah, I know that, but that's still a good. It's kind of a you know a good moment. Um, buy it on eBay. Thank you for the cultural reference of 2005. Oh, we'll sound new and trendy by saying eBay in 2005. Um, this is the last clip I got. I forgot what it is. So whatever. Yeah. Only the famous Jeff Talley could come up with a rig like that. That's famous. And I see you've taken a bullet. Hmm. Walter, you're looking fairly banged up as well. How do I know you still have what I need? That's the guy I was talking about. That guy talking about okay. the other actors in a, a thousand other different things. So. He's very calm. Yeah, he no is the whole time. Uh, and that scene when they show Bruce his, his, his wife and daughter was very intense in the car. And the way he described, all right, I'm going to pull your seatbelt. I want you to put your hands through the thing. My buddy's going to grab oh. a hold of you. Like, this is a thing he does every Saturday night. You know? Yeah. We've, we've done this. He knows this, exactly how to do it. Yeah, we've done this so many times. This is how we do this so that you don't hurt us and you don't get hurt. Um, just, oh, there you go. Um, that's all I have. <laughs> yes. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Oh, the only other thing I wrote was uh, tropes is that uh, hero has a bad marriage. 
because um, I mentioned the other trope already. There actually, was, I think it's just Bruce Willis has a bad marriage. In that's actually movie, true. Yeah. That's actually yeah. pretty true. I, I honestly can't think of a movie. I mean, the only movie that he doesn't is a movie where it's a rom-com and he ends up with the girl at the end. One sweet day or one fine day, whatever it's called. Fifth um, Element, he doesn't have a bad marriage. He doesn't. Oh, well, yeah, yeah he does. because his wife yeah, runs does. off with the divorce right. lawyer. <laughs> I forgot about that. He says, Never you should mind. check your messages. Might be good news. The last message That's I got right. was from my wife saying she was leaving me with the, with the lawyer or something like that. Um, ben Foster. The only trivia. There's not much trivia. Ben Foster, so the crow, uh, and Michelle Horn, the 17-year-old girl, uh, dated during the filming of this movie. How, really? So the, 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 the girl, the young girl, the scantily clad girl, and, you know, uh, Creepy McCreep guy. Uh, Mars. Mars were dating in real life during the filming huh. of this movie. Now, well, the, the almost rape scene would have been really interesting conversation. All right, I need to, <laughs> I'm going to spread your legs to make it creepy. I'm going to use a knife. So... Just know that this isn't how I actually feel. You know, like, um, <laughs> Just the, make sure next time you watch The uh, Punisher is to go back and imagine this character as <laughs> the guy that's uh, dancing around with... Uh, I still feel bad for that guy. All he had to do was just say he's somewhere else. He left. And he doesn't get his face ripped open. You know, just, he left. He was here, he killed your man, and now he's gone. Like, yeah. that's all you got to say. He, he, you know, large man, um, um, where's Waldo? Yeah, no, Waldo, the, you know, uh, Dolph Lundgren meets the, the Waldo. Russian. Yeah, the Russian beat the hell out of him and he left. He went to the hospital. Go there. Like, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> that movie has so many issues. And it's the best Punisher they've made, so. <sighs> speaking of, speaking of that corny, um, uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World was on TV on Comedy Central the other night, and so I started watching it, and I had forgotten that Thomas Jane was the vegan police. <laughs> and it yeah. was hilarious. As soon as he bursts in, I'm like, oh, it's the Punisher. And Sarah's like, what? And I said, He's... never mind. Um, the immolation scene, that means the burning, scene with Mars was cut because of the rating. The scene was supposed to have a close-up shot of Mars's face melting off the bone. Wow. What? But the director said that that was too much. Yeah, you can kind of get away with it in Raiders of the Lost Ark, but good God, not in this. <laughs> You're talking about escalating quickly. Jeez. Uh, it, was, it was bad enough that he lit himself on fire because he, he didn't want to hurt the love of his life. But yeah, yet he was burning down the house that she was in. Yeah. Well, it was like something to look forward to later it, on. It was kind of one of those if no one, if I can't have you, no one can have you. And in that last fleeting moment, he was, he was still in so in love with her that he couldn't see to hurt her. I think that uh, hit the point right on the nose right before it uh, melted. Right. Uh, the only other piece of tri- uh, trivia I wrote down was what were you gonna say, Sam? I just I, for some reason I never got the until that final moment. I never really thought he was. Well, I mean, I, other than being creepy to her, but I mean, like, I never got anything. He, when they're in the white room and he's got her tied up and he's like blowing smoke in her mouth, which is one of the grossest things I've ever seen on TV. And I have seen a Tarantino film. 
uh, and Robert Rodriguez films, <laughs> and Hobo with a Shotgun. And Kimberly and I do that uh, all the time. That's awful. And oh, that's that's nasty. That's yeah, yeah that's, that's, nasty. that's nasty. And it made me uncomfortable. And and then he says, "This is the." He says, "Do you know what the best day of your life is?" And she says, "No." He says, "This is the best day of my life," because he met her. So he was one hundred percent in love with her immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, just. One more little thing, which made his character really interesting and evil at the same time. So, I mean, he wasn't a complete psychopath because he can't have those feelings. But anyway, um, in the script, Mars and Dennis first rob a grocery store and kill the owner before fleeing. And they choose the Smith house at random to hide there from the police. That was in the original script, but they changed it for some reason. It doesn't say why. Um, so... Oh, I think it's a good switch. Um, do we want to play the recasting game with this movie? Is this movie worth recasting and redoing? I... No, I can't think of anybody other than Bruce Willis. Um, I mean, hmm. Bruce still looks good enough that you could remake this and still have him as the lead. Yeah. I don't see anybody else. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Um we make uh, Ken Pollock's character, we uh, give it to Christopher Walken. Oh, but no. now we're making it Kevin weird. Pollock, because Kevin Pollock does such a great Christopher Walken, we just keep Kevin Pollock. I'm looking at the photos on IMDb. Serena Scott Thomas, which is Jane Talley, uh, which I guess is his wife. Um, her profile, her, her IMDb photo, it's just half her face. So it looks like... Um, M. Night Shyamalan took her picture. <laughs> oh, I was I was perusing those pictures as well, mm-hmm. and I kind of lost a little respect for Ben Foster. I didn't realize he dated Robin Robin uh, Wright. Really? From you yeah, know, Forrest from Gump. Uh, right? Uh, no, from uh, well, she might have been that. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Right, yeah, that's her. Yeah, that's her. I was thinking from uh, House of Cards, but she's like uh, 20 years older than he is, something like that. Nice. Well, I mean, freaking Nick Cannon married Mariah Carey. Well, that's true. Yeah, he did. Mm. Apparently, okay. older women have a higher sex drive. That is also true. That's why I married someone older than me. Mm-hmm. There you go. Good job. <laughs> he dropped out of... In the face. Dropped out of what? So his wife's going to beat him in the face. <laughs> his favorite actors are Philip Seymour Hoffman and Gary Oldman. Wait, what? That's what he said. He's co-starred okay. in two Marvel adaptations featuring Rebecca Romaine in The Punisher and X-Men. That's funny. <laughs> uh, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. All right. Um, soundtrack grade. I, I'm going to be honest. Uh, Andre Desplat did this. Uh, I think I'm maybe pronouncing it wrong, but um, he's done some really great work, that guy. But not in this movie. I didn't really care for the soundtrack. To me, this basically was a two-hour episode of Law and Order. Uh-huh. I just didn't care. I did the soundtrack. I mean, I barely knew it was on, and when I did notice it, it was just chords. It was just suspense chords. And again, this guy's done. He's doing the new Star Wars movie, the Rogue One Star Wars. Um, Which apparently is being 
reshot over 40% of it. Yeah, that's really scary. Yeah. It makes me really nervous. But he did Zero Dark Thirty in Fargo. Not Fargo, Argo. Um. Well, apparently it was uh, the studio got a hold of it and said it was too dark. Rogue One? Yeah. Uh, I guess you can't sell toys if it's too dark. Yeah. See Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. Um... There you go. That's that's kind okay. of uh, it. That makes me sad. I hope I hope the reshoots make it whatever. Um, the trailer looks awesome. It's yes. really interesting. Trailers matter. Um, if you guys think back to like a month and a half ago when the trailer for Star Trek Beyond came out, it sucked. The trailer uh-huh. was awful. Everyone was like, "Great, you get Fast and the Furious director to come in, and all you got now is Kirk on a motorcycle and things blowing up." And so, <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, but I mean that—that's not what Star Trek is, and so then, even Wait, what? even um, Hot Fuzz Simon Pegg was like, "Hey, um, this isn't what the movie is it is. Like this trailer doesn't represent it." So when they came out with a new trailer a few weeks ago, it was like, "Oh, we're actually getting into real issues and ideas <laughs> and concepts with some explosions and chase scenes." Great. I will tell you, I saw Fast and Furious Seven a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I was thinking of you guys and your uh, Star Trek. Isn't that the same guy that directed yeah, that? Yeah, Justin Lin did Fast and the Furious, oh. Fast Five, Six. I don't know. Uh, he might have done seven. I don't know. Yeah, he, he did a bunch of them. So, he, he was basically um, very very quick cuts. Yeah, uh, yeah. He he basically was the director behind the resurgence of that franchise. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's done. He's producing Space Jam 2, for what it's worth. Uh, He's also doing the Jason Bourne, Jeremy Renner sequel, which is actually kind of cool. I didn't know that that was a a thing. Um, Yeah, I did Fast 5, Fast 6, and Fast and Furious. Yeah, so he didn't do 7, Sam. He he didn't do 7. Oh, okay. All right, well, then never mind. But it's still. I did enjoy seven though. Okay. I thought it was fun. I haven't seen any of them since the second one. Seriously. Um, I they need get progressively I, better, which is weird. I well, yeah. Um, I heard. I've been told that. Um, I think we're ready for top three now. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, do it. Well, top three hostage movies. I mean, what else? What the hell else would we do? Um, Andrew. Okay. Honorable mention of Captain Phillips with Tom Hanks. I haven't seen that. but I Wonderful movie. Yeah. This is my uh, boat. This yeah. is my, I am the captain now. It's a good movie. Um, I have two that are tied for third because they're wow. b- both Denzel Washington. And uh, they're. I, I love both the movies, but they're very Denzel Washington-like movies, emotional. And uh, even when I didn't have kids, it made me tear up. Watching them, but John Q and Man on Fire. I've never seen John Q. My Man dog, on Fire's pretty my good. Dog. Yeah, John Q is good. Um, it it addresses the um, health insurance issue in in our country. Oh mm-hmm. dear. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. And then Man on uh, Fire is hard to watch. Physically, yes, it is. It's a hard movie to watch. <laughs> yeah. We we saw a little bit of that today. It wasn't that bad. Oh. Uh, wait, what? Oh, Man on Fire. Yeah, Man okay. on Fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Had to get the joke. Uh, you guys keep up. Number two, The Negotiator. 
with Kevin Spacey and Samuel L. Jackson. Love that movie. Love it too. It's wonderful. And then number yeah, yeah, that that movie is probably mine and Corny's most quoted movie back and forth between each other. Um, I used to watch it all the time with my dad. Oh, I have it on I have it on VHS and DVD, and there yep. have been literally times when, especially when Corny worked with me at Carowinds. Um, I could just yell that to him, and there would be, and he would know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> yeah, Corny, I was like, just needs to un, un, unmute a microphone. Just well, click on it, damn it! And he then he, he know what he's talking. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. And number one, Air Force One. <laughs> All right, get, get off, my get off plane. my plane. Yeah, I love it. All right, uh, number two, uh, not number two, Corny. <laughs> Oh, you called me number two because I'm, I'm brown, huh? Okay, I'll, see, oh, well. I'll see how this goes. Oh. Yeah, that's actually the right, though. Okay, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> poop on your no, number tonight. two in on the list, number one in our hearts. Oh. <laughs> and then you're told it. All right, so um, <laughs> number three, uh, I'm going to go with Olympus Has Fallen. Yay, I almost put that on, but... I need to watch London Has Fallen. Yes. Yeah, I think... Uh, Instead of the other shite with uh, yeah, no. Jamie Foxx and don't see that. Manning Tatum. That's um, right, I call him Manning. Um, I'm going to go with uh, number two um, uh, with Die Hard, the first one. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So my number one, I want to be uh, the negotiator. However, uh, in the process of making this list, I just, just thought about the first rush hour. Until I'm torn, but no, I'm gonna go with Negotiator, and uh, I'll do Honorable Mention as uh, Rush Hour, the first one. All right. It's more okay. of a kidnapping than as a hostage, but still. It works. Okay, nice. uh, Sam. All right, at number three, I've got Misery. Ugh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, great. great. Yeah. yeah, as she proceeds to break his angles with a uh, sledgehammer. That scene is haunting. Oh God, if you watch that scene, you cannot. Stop yourself from cringing. Yeah, I mean, and you can't unsee it either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number two is the 1991 Toy Soldiers. Okay. You remember that one? Yeah, that movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I love that yeah, movie. I was about to say. <laughs> that that, that is definitely CSR worthy. Yeah. My uh, number soldiers. one. There's a tie for number one. Okay. Um, Jurassic Park. <laughs> You're dumb. Okay. No, you know the T Rex holds him hostage in the car. Stop it. Anyway, and, and Grant has to uh, negotiate the T Rex away. You're dumb. You. Stop it. So, You're but uh, but how can you not put Die Hard number one? Yeah, you can't. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, can I throw in another uh, honorable mention? Okay. Just so I can say this, uh, Passenger Fifty Seven. <laughs> so you can definitely always bet, bet on black. black. Always bet on black. That's the biggest <laughs> damn Cessna I've ever seen. Um, well, the only movie I have to add to this is this list that, that wasn't already said, because my number three is Air Force One, number two is Negotiator, and number one is Die Hard. So yeah. as you guys were doing your lists, I'm thinking, well, maybe i got to just come up with something else. But I, I did put initially with my honorable mention is Speed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, beep, 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 beep. Um, <laughs> pop quiz, hot shot. Anyway, I like that movie, too. Um, there you go. That's it. That's our uh, that's our top three. That was all fun right. as hell. Um, we all like the same movies. Is basically what I gather from that. <laughs> um, 
I will say I will say this. Pretty a really good list there. The only other one that I've seen kind of recently would have been the taking of Pelhelm one two three. Um, but that's it's all right. It's it's not great, but it's it's all yeah. right. Uh, John Travolta curses a lot, and Denzel Washington is, is good, but whatever. But what it was, when we were creating this list, Corny, the first thing I did though was to see if the negotiator. Um, was uh, streaming, and it is not. Um, because oh. it used to, it did for a while, but it's not anymore. But I really want to do that for this show too, because Paul Giamatti is in it, and oh yeah, yeah. It's one of the first things we ever have it. Nice. What, what what corny? Let's see if it's on my Amazon account. I'm gonna check on my Amazon account. Well, so. you do that. Um, and while you do that, I'm gonna start wrapping us up. Uh, no emails this week, but that's okay. Oh wait, um, wait, no. Go go check. Go check. Go check, really? Yeah. Really? Since? Yeah. I, I think I figured something out, but there's one in there now. Oh. Because you clicked on it. I did. I'm sorry. I was, I was eager. Wait, is this real? <laughs> What's that? I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's Sam. Like, I'm almost <laughs> 100% sure it's Sam. I'm gonna call this yeah, lunch. this doesn't. This sounds like something Sam would say, just to make me have Andrew read it in uh, with an English accent. So yeah, I'm not gonna. Say? So I'm not gonna read it out. Say? I'm not gonna read it because oh, it's, it's, it's not a real email. What? It's in our email <laughs> account, right? Yeah, yeah. So Sam, you definitely sent this. Okay, <laughs> you confirmed that for me. Yeah, I just look. Sorry, sorry, Sam. I just. Corny, what does it say, Corny? I saw the name of who it came from, and I was like, "Oh no!" (laughs) It's an identity both shared by Sam and I. Nice. Multiple times in our life. (laughs) Um. So no emails this week, but that's okay. Um. You may send those. Except that one that Sean refuses to read, which is not a real email. Um. Uh, oh, it's a real email. I mean, it's there. It's not anymore. Oh, <laughs> uh, so that would be cheapseatreviews at gmail dot com. Um, we we might want to mention that at the first part of the show. I don't know if people make it to the end. That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to listen to us too, and I quit after twenty minutes. I don't blame you. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, next week, uh, it was supposed to be something, and then it was supposed to be something else, but they kept getting pulled. So. Um, things have been rearranged and pushed up, um, which sounds really uncomfortable, but, uh, so as a result, uh, according to the list, the almighty list, which, uh, Corny oh, and I, I will not be here this week, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sam, you're being, you're being spared this. Being oh, wait, wait, before I do that at all, we need to do our out of 10. So Andrew, oh. out of 10. Oh, Wow. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I wasn't. You caught me off guard here. Yeah, I caught myself uh, off guard, so I read my script again. Yeah. Um, let's see. IMDb gives it a six point six. I'm. I'm gonna go right around there because it was good and I enjoyed it, but it's not something I want to watch again okay. for a while. So you're gonna say six point six? Uh, sure. I'll just go six point six right there with it. All right, corny melted faces. I'll give it a six point nine. Uh, about the same as Andrew. I mean, it was it was fairly good and it was entertaining, but this is not something I think I want to you know burn the midnight oil with or a body. Burn the two kinks of gasoline with. 
Sam? Um, I think I I'm kind of with those guys. It was a fairly good movie. I I enjoyed watching it. I wouldn't watch it again. So probably a six point eight two uh, bullets through the body uh, out of ten. You're just making the math harder for yourself. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of actually with you there. Again, I own this, but I bought it when it was probably like a five dollar thing at Walmart. Um, so, uh, I'm going to say, I, I almost feel obligated to go higher because I own it, but I'm not. So I'm actually going to say six point, uh, six point five. I'm actually going to be the lowest yeah. because it was all right. Um, and that's okay. Um, there you go. So now I can say what we're doing next week. So Sam's not going to be joining us for the next couple weeks. You're doing... Oh, vacation. I'm going to be in apparently the worst place on earth. Yeah, Florida. Did you just see the gator pulled a kid into the water at Walt Disney World? That's why I'm never going to Florida. Wait, again. what? Yeah. yeah. I, Was I, it the monster gator? I don't know. Not that monster gator. Is that real? <laughs> what? Yeah. That, that monster, monster gator? Is that real? Yeah. Just hanging out on the golf course? Yeah. I can't Dude, tell. Dude, they, it... pulled, they pulled an 18-foot alligator out of the lake where I would swim in Florida. Florida and uh, Australia it, it, are like the two places on the planet that are just constantly trying to kill you. Yeah. We would okay. jump off the end of the dock at the same place where the uh, the guy got it out. Jeez, like Lake Placid, man. That's crazy. Yeah, they're um, insane. So, well, good luck and be safe. Uh, oh, so you. while Sam is dodging alligators, uh, it'll just be the three of us, Corny and Andrew and myself, next two weeks. And Sam, you are dodging the bullet of the Fantastic Four. Uh, the 2000 and something's uh, Fantastic Four. I don't remember when that came out. Um, or the old Sean? one. Yes. Oh. <laughs> you disappeared, man. Oh, I did? Yeah. Oh, Skype did yeah. a hiccup? Perfect. Skype hiccuped right when I told you guys what the movie we were doing. I guess I didn't want you guys to know that we're doing <laughs> 2005's The Fantastic Four. Oh, okay. I was going to do it okay. again. I was like, oh, All right, that one. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, 2005's uh, The Fantastic Four starring right. Captain America and a bunch of other people you don't know. Um, hey, wasn't it Jessica Alba? Yeah, she's in it. but mm-hmm. yeah, She's really, really hot. But mm-hmm. she, she actually she's is... That, was, that was during the, the... Was it Deep Blue Sea or what was it she was in? <sighs> yeah, I think God. it was or something like that. Yeah, I know, dude. Uh, I know. Uh, I, I kind of want to watch... Not in the theater, but I want to watch that shallow water movie just because Blake Lively spends <laughs> the whole movie in a bikini, and I find her yeah. imme- immensely attractive. Uh, Ryan Poor Reynolds. Shame. Ryan Reynolds is the lucky man. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, so She's yeah, because he got to play Deadpool. That, that's why. Uh, fantastic, and he didn't get to. His, he hasn't had a career because of his acting. Um, he <laughs> says it in the movie. That's no, not me. Fantastic Four is next week. There you go. Um, so look for that. That'll be a lot of fun. We'll have a good time with that. Uh, Maybe we'll not read emails again next week. Yeah, that were sad. Well, Sam, if you have any opportunity to watch that movie at all while you're on vacation, then send us your thoughts via the email, and we will read it. Oh wow! Yeah, if you have the ability I'm gonna to read it to you. That's what I mean. Don't do it. You can tweet. 120 it. characters at a time. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Just what you want to do. <laughs> uh, but we've got some other good movies coming up too. Uh, Sahara, We Were Soldiers. And in July. I'll do Sahara without me. Okay, then I'll switch that out with something else. Then. 
Um, while we, uh, but in July, I think we're going to do our, the people, uh, uh, Mike and Alan, who donated the $25 Big Mike. Uh, range to get on the show for our GoFundMe <laughs> account. So that, of course, how did you do that? How do they do that? How, how are we having guests come on? That is the GoFundMe.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. Donate Absolutely. $25. We chloroform the hell out of them. That's, <laughs> the, that's actually the biggest reason why. Uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. Uh, CheapSeatReviews.com, of course, is our website. Um, follow us at Cheap Seat Cast, which is our Twitter account. I am at Sean J. Allred, at Suniji16, at Johnny Darko16, and at A. Jemison. It's the guys. 704-271-4290 is our phone number. Um, if anyone would ever want to use that, that's fine. Sam, don't call right now. And again, of course, you can send your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. Uh, we would love to hear from you, uh, especially our international listeners. We have some international listeners. We'd love to hear I from think, you guys. I think we had an email from a possible No, we didn't. Um, we had one from you. Um, so on behalf of uh, Sam, Corny, Chad, Chad, Andrew, this is Sean saying thanks for listening. <laughs> Chad hasn't been on in 20 episodes, and I'm still giving him credit. (laughs) Mike, Mike, Mike!